Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sporting contest, bit of story, bit of drama, and then just off the deep end. Here we yeah. go. We're in an Edward movie. Let's <laughs> do it. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look He's ready! Oh, It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. the Cultaholic Classic Nights Review, which we now know surprises people when they get in their cars. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> Thank so you for congratulations reaching out. To, to car listeners. You have been recognised. Yes. This is where we get together <laughs> to talk about every single episode of Monday Nitro from the very beginning to its own so bitter end. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Gamble, and I am with WCW kid Sam Driver. Hello. Now from Santa Cruz, if you're watching oh, on God, the Patreon. I, Santa Cruz, if you would sponsor me, I would be a very happy boy. I'm just thinking of the song, <laughs> Oh, Santa Cruz. They're just... You you know you're not that far. They're just like the softest, nicest shirts, and they're like a cool brand, and and you know they're just they're just awesome. Nice. I love everything about them. That, Hit me is, up. They, <laughs> it's the best gear to edit in. I'll tell you that much. And <laughs> Greg's the Baker's is the great food to eat while editing. It's the only food. I I Hit remember me up, Greg's. We're from we're both from Northumberland, buddy. Come on, Mr. Y- Greg's. Years ago, I got <laughs> I got sent regular stuff from Greg's when I yeah. worked for for that radio station. Very North. very lucky man. I know, but then as soon as I left, as soon as I got the old nine oh, ten they jack, revoke, they revoked the black card. Oh no no, I didn't I didn't get a black card. Oh. I get gift cards around Christmas time. See, nothing since I left. Black card would be the dream. Mm. Just walk into any Greg's and be like, I'll have your entire tray of sausage rolls, please. Yeah. Exactly. And they're looking at you like, who are you? And you just bust out the black bust card. Bust out the black card. No, I hope it's got a little button on it where you press it and it goes like, oh, that'd be a dream. It'd be awesome. They sent me Christmas socks and a Christmas jumper. Oh, you got proper merchandise. Oh, I, yeah. I've always wanted some of the Greg's Christmas stuff, but by the time, you know, because it always comes out on a weekday, mm. I walk past it on a morning, but the queue is so big in the one in the middle of town that it's like, I would be, it's up past Smith's sometimes. It's just like, nah, like, it's going to take forever to get queued up. I will bring you. I'll work. bring you my Greg's Christmas jumper in. Oh my days! <laughs> I'm such a lucky boy. But they never, they never sent me anything after I left. Yeah, so just saying, Fiona Mills, I'm not dead. All I'm saying is Peter, CEO of Greg's. Is Peter's the <laughs> baker still Twitter. exist? Peter's the baker's might still exist. Peter's. Tom could take his business elsewhere. <laughs> Yes. Are all the bakers just named <laughs> after people? Hello to Cliff the Bakers. I know when when we were younger and we go skating, I don't think Hexham had a Greg's. 
or it didn't have one on the high street, but we had Greg's and Hexham had Peter's. And it was oh, like, oh, you posh devils. Was it Peter's with two R's? No, just no, <laughs> unfortunately not. Could you imagine? They just had just a colour logo. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite Greg story is one very much based in the northeast. We'll get to WCW in a bit, I promise. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not going anywhere. It's stuck in 1995. It's fine. Uh, my favourite Greg story <laughs> is a few years. You know, in, in the northeast, there is a, a tradition around Christmas time, which is the Fennec Christmas window. Yes. Where the Fennec uh, megastore will have... So, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, like if, you, if you've ever heard of like Selfridges, or it's kind of like a big old classic department store like that. That's what Fennec is. Penny. And Fennec's window's famous, and you know, you'd hear dads, you know, throughout the entire night, if Newcastle win this season, I'll show me arse in Fennec's window. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, it's the place with the biggest footfall, it's the biggest window on the biggest shopping street in town. So every Christmas, they do like a special deal Diorama in the window, yeah, and they do a big unveiling and of it's the like Fennec a big window. Christmas themed thing, and it'll be like a licensed thing. I mean, what? I mean, shit. One it's year, Sean the Sheep. One year in the uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands, they had like an alien, like a blow up alien uh, in a Newcastle <laughs> shirt. That was that was quite the the Christmas window. But yeah, this year it's it's Sean the Sheep. Sean I think the we've sheep had Quentin Blake. We've had a few. Frog like, of the Toad last year. Not uh, Mr. Frog from oh, Wind of the Willows. Um, Wind of the Willows last year. Yeah. But the reason I mention it is because Greg. Did a massively wonderful marketing trick. So, yep. what they did is on the day of the unveiling of the window, they changed their signage because there's a Greg's opposite um, Fennec on Northumberland Street. And they changed their signage so it was the wrong way round. Yeah, they just weird. flipped the sign round, didn't they? So, all the pictures, people taking pictures of the Fennec window got the reflection of the Greg's logo the, the right, right way around. <laughs> That's amazing! It's genius, but they've not done it since, which means that I think they might have got a little bit of slap on the wrist for it. The Yes, I think they probably got it wrong. it went viral, I remember, and everybody was, it was like, oh, Greg's, and nobody was talking about FedEx window. If ever, <laughs> if ever there was a reason behind the phrase, it's always better to seek forgiveness than ask permission. Well, this is it. It's timeless. It's time. The one thing I was confused about was this Christmas, well, this year, like, there was this huge, like, what looked like an asteroid had crashed into the bottom of Northumberland Street. And oh. it looked like it had smashed through a load of lights and it was like, coming soon. That was the and John was Lewis like, one. Yeah, it was like, ooh, what, what's the, what's going on? What's happening? And then the day arrived, that it said on the little placard, it was just gone. And it was like, what? John Lewis, John what? Lewis did a thing where aliens turned up what for Christmas. Passed it like, what? <laughs> Livid. They brought the Omicron variant with them and everything. I'm furious. Yeah. But, <laughs> so we're not here to talk about. Fucking love. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Futurama is now part of Christmas. Um, WCW Monday Nitro from 1995. This the episode that we've watched this week. Uh, oh, oh, it's. I didn't yeah. realize. I, I knew this episode was nearby. Yes, and then it it's happened. A, it's a hot mess. This is Nitro Eight. This isn't a. This is a go home, isn't it? It is. Yeah, man. so it's it's a go-home episode, so you know all the standard tropes that you know now existed back then and were a lot fresher back then. But, you know, it, it follows that kind of formula at points, and then at other points it just goes, eh, tag match, yeah. yeah. But there is one particular iconic moment that occurs in this episode of Nitro, which we're going to get oh, to. And what a moment it is. In Defines an era. <laughs> In the real world, uh, this particular week in the wrestling, uh, get Shorty number one in the US box office. Nice. Number one in the UK box office, Mortal Kombat! 
<laughs> Mortal Kombat Mania running wild again, brother. Yeah, People is it, love is Mortal, it Mortal Kombat? Kombat? Well, yeah, it'll be Mortal Kombat 1 this, so yes. Annihilation comes afterwards. Um, oh, Annihilation's something special. Yeah, I mean, Mortal Kombat, if you, it, it's 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 Paul W.S. Anderson, right? Guy did the Resident Evil films, he is a Geordie, we have to be nice about him. Um, <laughs> shit films, very watchable and fun, though. Very watchable and fun. Like Resident Evil why didn't you just follow the games? Doesn't matter. My wife's bringing home all the money. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's 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 just, yeah. It's well worth a watch. It's kind of up there. I wouldn't even put it near Street Fighter. Street Fighter is like another class of amazing, cheesy throwback oh, film. Gosh. But like Mortal Kombat is worth a watch. If only out of curiosity to see how far Mortal Kombat's come as a franchise. <laughs> it was part of like this multi, this multi-strand licensing deal with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It was so big. You had the games, you had the movie, you had the TV series, you had the cartoon. The animated series was fantastic. That's where they all but teamed this was, up. They really fleshed out the outworld and all these stories and established Mortal Kombat's lore a bit better than just the scrolling text. Yes. Because that's all you get at the stage. It's the 15th year of the Mortal Kombat competition. The Outworld needs help from... And it's, you know, you're just reading all that and you're like, yes, 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 I just want to play Scorpion. I just, just want to get, I just want to cut a man's head off. Stop giving me law. Tapping A. <laughs> Come on. Mariah Carey's Fantasy was number one in the Billboard charts. Lovely. Uh, Simply Red had Fairground number one. Love the uh, thought coming yeah. home to you. Banging song. It is a banger, yeah. isn't it? It's not a, not it's a, a Simply Red song. guy, but Fairgrounds, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, Def Leppard entered the Guinness World Record this book this week. Really? What for? Uh, performing three shows in three continents on the same day. Nice. They did Tangier, Morocco, and London, and followed by Vancouver in Canada. Fuck. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, like, Def Leppard are another one, kind of. They, they, I've seen them live a couple of times. They're always pretty good. Like, I think the first time I saw them, they were a little bit ropey, but they've got better since. But I've never actively paid to see them. They've always, like, been on a bill I've gone to, and they've always been like, ah, Solid. Did you Absolutely see them when solid. they were in Newcastle about four years ago? Was that when they were with Whitesnake? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because Whitesnake blew them off the stage. <laughs> we were at that gig. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I go with my dad to see classic rock shows. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I was... Um, I think we're trying to get tickets for... Is it like Sticks, UFO, and like there's, there's something big going, like Foreigner or something. Just chucking them all together. It's like on the 60 road. quid, but it's like four bands on one bill. And it's like, yeah, you know, it'll start at like 5.30, get nicely drunk for a few hours. That's nice. That yeah. That's a good night, that. Yeah. In my, in my Hour old... of bangers per band. That's be great. That's brilliant. That's all yeah. you need. That's a, yeah. that's a great night for 60 quid. Yeah, it's and brilliant. it's indoors, No rain. <laughs> I was at that gig. Captive beer I, prices. I, I, wasn't, <laughs> they get you, don't they? Oh, yeah. Wasn't going to be there, but what happened was, in, uh, in my old job, there used to be um, a... A, a special box which the company owned to like woo customers. With. Yeah. So you would get a gig sometimes hosting the box. Yes. Which would mean you go and watch a gig and you yeah, make yeah. sure that the, the that customers, everybody's the clients, were yeah. drunk. Everybody's and happy. Spending money. And, uh, and and I went to a few of them. I went to, there was some people who wanted to go see. They said, just, just, I remember them saying to the, everyone on the radio station, now, does anybody, we know the answer to this, but does anybody want to host the box for WWE? <laughs> Go on, man. I'll do it. But Jesus. they asked for somebody to Def Leppard and White Snake, so and, oh. and I got to take Alex with me. Nice. So we got. So we were in that same yeah. show. I remember, like when, uh, yeah, Def Leppard were good, but yeah, White Snake just you, you just walked. Out. I think it was like a couple of songs, and then boom, still of the night, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, you win, you win, <laughs> you win. Uh, in the wrestling world, so last week's Nitro and Raw ratings are in. Yep, Raw two point six, mm-hmm. Nitro. 
2.2. What's the point? <laughs> I'm sat here Hashtag 30 years on Nelly. Well, yeah, get rid of him. What's he? <laughs> Can't even get ratings. I'm, this is your official warning, Eric. You've got one year to turn this round. <laughs> one year. <laughs> <laughs> WCW is planning its first two-hour Nitro taping in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. This is a funny location. Uh, it's doing combined shows with New Japan next week, so therefore they're going to tape a Nitro for the very first time. Because mm-hmm. they always pride them on being live, but they scheduled themselves into a corner. Uh, the main event of the first hour is going to be an interactive match. So they're bringing a gimmick, that gimmick out of the mothballs, says Dave Meltzer, an interactive match. I presume whether it's like a fan. The referee. Clothesline! Yeah. <laughs> Here with a clothesline! It's what like Twitch, shall I do Twitch next? plays Pokemon. They've all got like a button with different moves on it. There's just a light at ringside. A choke slam. Shit, just fucking come here. <laughs> oh, if only. Like the video games, like the WWE Champions, where you yeah. do Candy Crush, make them do the moves. Uh, yeah, so the reason they're doing this two hour taping is because they're doing a show at Tokyo Sumo Hall. Nice. So I thought this would be right up your wheelbarrow, cul de sac. So we're going to see uh, Sting defending the US title against uh, Kazuki Sasaki. Yes. That'd be a nice one. Uh, Ric Flair versus Osamu Nishimura. Okay. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan versus Kurosawa. Oh, fucking love me some Tenzan. Steve Regal, Katie Muto. That'll be a lovely time. Oh my god, yes. Uh, we have Ricky Chosu and Masa Saito versus the Nasty Boys. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> That'll be I a can thing. see that. <laughs> uh, Hiro Saito and Masa Chono versus Johnny B. Bad and Bobby Eaton. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jushin Liger versus Alex Wright. All about that. All right. Yeah. What's nice is I think this is probably the first time that you and I have sat in a room together since the real-time, real-world announcement of New Japan versus Noah. Yes. And it's good is... to see you finally off the wall. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm all about this stuff. It's worked in the past and it hasn't worked in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the reason I think this one might be a bit of a special show is because they've announced that this is kind of part of New Japan's 50th anniversary celebrations. There's going to be, you know, potentially more shows like this they've teased over the course of the year for their 50th birthday so that would be quite interesting to see but at the same time like i i've been trying to actually get back like and and watch noah from the last maybe six to eight months to try and catch up so i got wrestle universe which is fantastic as an app like it's free i think until january but it's only like five pound 30 a month or something otherwise but you get four promotions you get ddt noah gambare and uh tokyo joshi pro wrestling and noah has some english language events the only problem is noah's events are called very sportingly there's not really a lot of uh Sports there's not really entertainment a, there's not really a lot of um storyline that goes into the matches so you've got to kind of read between the lines and you've got to you got to kind of, I mean, the storyline in there, but there's not a lot of storyline that goes into the commentary of the matches, is what I mean. You might get like a little bit of, oh, yeah, and of course they challenged them back then at this event, and you don't really get a lot of like bump with it. Right. But I'm trying to sort of get back on top of storylines so that I can be like sat there in January with Jack going, right, here's what's happening. <laughs> we know why this is important yeah. because of this reason. Yeah. Uh, was it you as well? I've seen a few people say it as well uh, that. 
a great idea for New Japan, what with the world still being a little bit uncertain. Like, they were, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom was somewhat threatened for a couple of days with the announcement of another lockdown in Japan. Could we see New Japan doing more stuff with other Japanese promotions? Is this I, like a, a forbidden door in itself? I think it's not so much a, a forbidden door in the sense that it's never happened. Like, it's it's happened before, and it's, it's happened a lot in the world of Japanese wrestling that companies will kind of just buddy up for a little bit. But Noah and New Japan have a bit of a special relationship. Mm. Um, Noah went through some hard times after New Japan went through some hard times, and New Japan were kind of... Uh, they would... At certain pay-per-views, they would have Noah exhibition matches in order for Noah matches to kind of get seen by a larger audience. Um, and so I think this is more like a, a friendly start to it. Right. But um, yeah, I, th- I think we may see maybe more Japanese promotions than we'd... You know, it's I, I, I'd love it, but I don't think we're going to see like, you know... WWE versus no. New Japan. Anything will get an AEW versus New Japan to close out the year or something, maybe. Yeah, but like, I could see that being a thing. I, yeah, it's it's something where, like, I don't know. I, I think it, only time will tell, but it'll be interesting to see. Interesting times. But we'll, see, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about WCW and New Japan's relationship mm-hmm. as the months go on. Ooh. So let's get into Nitro for this week. Bischoff opens us, opens the show telling us. He doesn't literally open us. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> why just my, why is instinctively just this my hand? Crack, yeah, just ri- the right of the ribs. Not even <laughs> an orifice. Just <laughs> crack a wide open, pal. Bischoff opens telling us we are T-minus six days from Halloween Havoc because we're in the shadow of the NASA Space Center Ooh. for this week. So it's a space reference. Exactly. Space. Uh, and uh, we start hot macho man Randy Savage taking on Kurosawa, who has got the job as entrance. He's already in the ring. Yes, but he comes out and he proceeds to just butcher Randy Savage's arm. He bloody does. And Savage is really on the back foot throughout a lot of this match. You've got kind of Savage really, really, really selling here. Um, and it, it's he's consistently targeting the arm, consistently targeting the arm, and it just makes him look like so much more of a threat. Pretty much, it's all Kurosawa. This yeah, match, it's it's all from Kurosawa. the off. The Savage gets nothing in. He knocks a cigar out of Cole Robert Parker's mouth at the start. Yes. That's about all he gets. And then Kurosawa <laughs> just clatters him. Uh, they're putting Kurosawa over on commentary as the guy that broke Road Warrior Hawk's yes. arm. So they're, they're really trying to establish him as a dominant uh, rising star. Mm. But, you know, you, 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 I think you can guess where it ends <laughs> with with this relationship. Uh, but it, it doesn't quite go to the point, you, you know, where he's like a world champion and he's defending. You know, it, it's he's there to do a, a job and that job is to destroy Randy Savage's arm. And then it, it just brings into question question randy and his you know oh is he still able to do it i've never seen him look this hurt before yeah. and, you know it's they ramp that up on comms yeah. don't they just saying well we've never seen savage take a shoe in like this yeah and uh, if it comes at the expense of you know making kurosawa look stronger then all for it uh do you feel the like the finish uh took away some of that allure of Kurosawa. What was it again? So what happened is, so Savage manages to avoid a baseball slide and a yeah. roundhouse kick. Back in the ring, yeah, because he's just throwing back roundhouse kicks. That's it. But yeah. he's do- but it's basically Savage dodges one on the turn on the post. So yeah. Kurosawa kicks the post. He gets back in the oh, ring. Oh yeah. Then Savage runs. Savage Savage throws him towards the ropes, and he his throat hits the rope. Then Savage follows up with a clothesline to the back of the head, and then an elbow drop for the three. Yeah, kind but of. I think I think Kurosawa kind of kicks out at three and a half. Yeah, like save I face. Think, I think having had him go on such a, a violent tirade <clears throat> against Randy, you know, in throughout the majority of the match, he still looks a bit foolish in that ending because mm. you should expect it. It's Macho Man, 
But at the same time, it's Macho Man, right? Like yeah. he is the he's able to tap into that you know secret eighties power uh, and 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 you know fight right back up and <laughs> and like nothing's wrong. I like the idea of secret eighties power. There's an extra letter in secret eighties power. <laughs> uh, well, power in particular. There's this, there's just a D that goes in there somewhere. <laughs> if only we knew where that D went in power. <laughs> Uh, as Savage celebrates a hard-fought win, Mongo, Bischoff, and Heenan, Heenan are telling us Heenan. that Heenan, <laughs> I am Heenan 9000. <laughs> he could have put a robot commentate. <laughs> Tell you what, Gorilla. Um, Heenan tells us that Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom are in the building, and as they are pontificating on whether Sting can trust Lex Luger, Boom. lights go out, and, res- and wrestling greatness begins. Just you hold on. So what happens is... Let me just get out the transcript. This is amazing. As best I could make it out. Uh, so King Curtis appears. King Curtis Iakea. Uh, he, he, you know, he was once a a pioneering star. Like he's a former WWF World Tag Champion with yep. Baron Mikel and a former NWA Hawaii Champion, two-time NWA Florida Champion. But he kind of, he wound <laughs> up being Sullivan's manager in the uh, territories. I think he kind of headed up this kind of weird satanic family thing as King yeah. Curtis. Yes, he did. And then he becomes the master of the Dungeon of Doom. I think that's what he's called anyway. It's like the, the master, master yeah. is what he's referred to as here. But he's just all kind of old and painted up and he's in this throne and he's above everybody and he can't say anything without screaming it and he's like Sullivan my son the insurance package has been delivered from north of Kathmandu from the Himalayas and the north face of Mount Everest the Sherpa guides have dug out a 13 ton of ice just a 13 ton of ice Sullivan in the Chicago where you clip the whiskers of the rare white Bengal tiger he wanders now he has not surrendered his colors he wanders in darkness you see my son the eyes of the demon will come calling on Hulk Hogan at Halloween havoc and then the camera pans down and we see a 13 ton block of ice which is actually just some tent poles a tarp and a bit of plastic Inside, you see the form figure of the outline of a human. Like, you know, the, the, the man sign on the toilet door? It's like that. But, like, if the front's purple and see-through, it's kind of like a darker purple and it's full of, it's full of fog. I, I adore the twaddle <laughs> that the master, grandmaster comes out with. It's just so... <laughs> the the sh- rare white Bengal tiger. It just lays... It's, it's like, you know, it's... And it and it it so juxtaposes with everything on Nitro, where we've just had like oh a serious wrestling match where Macho Man's having his arm worked over to <laughs> the insurance package from Kathmandu. I went up with the Sherpas and got this block of ice. What? Where did this come it's from? It's fucking batshit. And you've mental. got you've got it. It's just it's how it, it is. Just sat there. You have this kind of serious. Okay, right, yeah. As you said, like sporting contest, bit of story, bit of drama, and then just off the deep end. Here we yeah. go. We're in an Edward movie. Let's <laughs> do it. Like that. <laughs> so a little bit more back on uh, the master, obviously King Curtis I.K. As you yes. say, a great grandson of Colonel Curtis I.K. He was a diplomat to the monarch of Hawaii in yes. the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, he went into the football world. He played for British Columbia for the BC Lions. So he's had experience with tigers and lions. Nice. He was part of the Montreal Alouettes. 
Shantiello Etza. He learned to wrestle with Don Owens, Pacific Northwest, NWA. Did some great things in wrestling from there. Feuded with Tiger Jeet Singh, feuded with Skull Murphy. Uh, he became a manager, as you say, in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his first clients being Kevin Sullivan. He also managed Seeker and Kamala. His son, Rocky Iokea, I- worked the same territories around the same time. Now, he's not to be confused with Prince Iokea, who is no relation to King Curtis Iokea. But Kevin Sullivan loved Mike Lowie Hayner so got, much. I've just realized we've got so much Prince Iokea to oh, come. The original Velveteen <laughs> Dream, but without the weirdness that followed the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Sullivan loved the work of, of Mike Lowie Hayner so much that he gave him the the Iokea name. Nice. As a, with a, Agreed by King Curtis yeah. as well. So it was a gift from yeah. the you get that kind of stamp of approval with yeah, the familial name. You, can, you may use this family name and become a prince parody. That's that's That was exactly <laughs> what they hoped for. But, um, yeah, so we have this block of ice now. On, and as you say, it's just like, it looks like a, 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 a child's Christmas... Uh, panto play version but of Frozen. This is it. You kind of you see it, and it does just look like tent poles and a bit of tarp and a bit of plastic. Mm. But then you see it later on, and it's actually like a proper sculpted, weird block of ice type thing, but it's made of plastic. But after after the master kind of says his bit, Sullivan kind of clarifies it a bit. I liked the zoom. Yeah, they the zoomed zoom out, was nice, and, and then you revealed Sullivan, and it revealed the giant. And, and Oakland between them. And Oakland between them. And then the giant gets on the mic, of course, and, you know, the man becomes the monster, the monster becomes the man, and all this stuff, and Hogan, I'm going to be the immortal one, and you stand, the shit we've been hearing for six weeks now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and let's be honest, like, we've been doing this, what, seven weeks? This is the eighth week. It's probably been going on a long time before this, too. Oh. So... <laughs> It is just, it is the most. And then, was it? It's like, it's like within a matter of seconds, we got an ad break, come back, and Hogan's out, and Hogan's like name dropping the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we go to an ad break after Giant and Taskmaster, you know, clarified everything. Clarified everything. Um, Hulk Hogan comes out, introduced as the star of Thunder in Paradise. Yes, Hulk Hogan. Now, he's not known for much else, you know. No, just the Star of Thunder in Paradise. It's like, you know, you wouldn't say Dwayne Johnson, WWE wrestler. You'd say Dwayne Johnson, Hollywood film star. Do you That's remember, what Hulk Hogan was, do the you original. That time that the the Rock... Rock's just a pale imitation. <laughs> a pale, a completely pale imitation. He couldn't be Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> do you remember that time The Rock appeared on Raw? I went, hey, it's DJ here. And we all went, fuck you. <laughs> You know what your name is when you're here. And then he leaned into it when he came in back in 03 and went, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> so Thunder in Paradise premiered the year before this. Uh, yes. Uh, it's been replayed constantly on TNT. It's syndicated. It's syndicated, but oh. it, it's not that great. There's been several straight to VHS movies this yes. year. And did you know this? Thunder in Paradise, the game came out for Philips CDI. What? Mm. See, I want a CDI. I want a CDI really Aww. badly. I want a 3DO. You'll I, get one really badly. There's so many, like, there's so many bad old consoles that have so many bad old games on them. And it's just, oh, so imagine. Be- well, this one, this particular one. If uh, anybody it- out there has got any old-ass weird consoles, 
Just oh. send them this way. Send hey, this Triple way. Jump were reviewing the Evercade verse. Yeah, I uh, Peter was saying like I might check it out on uh, on stream at some point. They're the really cool looking. But James was showing me like they have the Bitmap Brothers collection and everything, and I was just like, <gasps> it's Speedball Brutal Deluxe. That's why I spent <laughs> years playing that game as a kid. It's the best. Um, I'm yeah. sure I saw you playing <laughs> Earthworm Jim on there. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. There's loads. It seems like a really cool console. I like it a lot. I like the look of it. But this um, Thunder in Paradise game came out for the Philips CDI. It's, there's an episode of Thunder in Paradise called The Major and the Minor, yeah. in which it's a kid who It does not sound promising at this point. It sounds sus, admittedly. Yeah. But it's basically a kid that manages to help Hulk Hogan and his friends solve a crime using the power of video game headsets. So basically, you play out this episode but the bits where the kid is playing the game are actual bits that you play in the game which includes a bit where you're on the lake <laughs> shooting boats you're in a massive firefight and it goes please change to disc three <laughs> and it comes back to this little kid in his bedroom and you've got to go drag him over point click and he goes and gets the disc and puts it in think Start if somebody again. made time crisis but in the dark and <laughs> That's kind of what you've Just got. Turn the monitor off. We don't need any of this. <laughs> we We're can... developers, damn it. Uh, it and it's uh, panned, but hilarious. I, there is some footage of it. There's, oh, gosh. So there is a bit um, where you're playing the level, and the music is about eight seconds long. And it just loops. And it loops, but it's on a CD. Oh, so, so it's, it's like, do, 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 do. Do, 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 oh. Do, do, do. oh, it's special. Oh, oh nothing people worse. paid money for it. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> Christ, I think back to all the games I used to have. Like, you, you mean, Christ, you'd pay out the ass for a Master System game, and it was just mm. Afterburner 7. <laughs> but How it was. Did you pay for Afterburner 7? It wasn't even as good as an Afterburner. It would be like a rip off Afterburner with, like, you know, like Jet Fighter. Mm. And it would be like 10 of the same levels. And it'd just be like. Or submarine attack, and it's like, oh man, why couldn't everything just be as good as the Asterix games or oh, Alex Kinshinobi? Asterix for the Master System. Asterix for the Master System. The first one is Jeff excellent. Uh, the the Great Rescue is one of my favorite games I had as a kid. Straight up, that got, Master I, System Sonic One, bless it, with no oh, <laughs> no loops. They tried. They really tried. They did. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's just not the Sonic you used to. There is uh, there's a guy, and I'll send you the link to it. Uh, he has remastered the Master System Sonic games. Yeah. And included spin dashes, loop the loops, <gasps> multiple characters. Nice. It's incredible. Nice. It's incredible. And then he's done Sonic 2 and Sonic he's made a 2 Sonic 2 for 3. Master System. I, I properly loved. I loved that game. Mm, it was class. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'll send you the link in a bit. Um, and it's free to download as well. But, but obviously, donate to Don't the... tell Sega. <laughs> Don't tell Sega. Deleted after 24 hours. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan's in the ring, the star of Thunder in Paradise, <laughs> out now for Philip CDI and MS-DOS. He said, uh, he said Hogan isn't going to lick his wounds in the Motor City. He's going to drag Paul White around on his Harley until he's dust. Him, him. He then gives out at Sting and Macho Man for hovering around the bones ready to pick his carcass. Because last week they were going, I want to be champion. I want to be just champion. He's admitted to being a carcass. He is a carcass. <laughs> <laughs> He's livid with them. He tells the little dogs to get on the porch for the big dog, the bad guy, to beat them one at a time. He calls himself both Razor Ramon and Roman Reigns. I know. How dare he use Roman Reigns as... <laughs> <laughs> All these years ahead. 
He was the original big dog was Hulk yeah. Hogan. The use of the bad guy, I think, is deliberate. Oh, for sure. He's watching Raw every week. He's feeling watching, sad. Of course he is. <laughs> it's just hand on the window. He's got, he's got that Joey fake window with the rain. He's just hand on it. Just looking in. Vince. Don't want to be here anyway, Vince. brother. Vince. <laughs> Next, on Saturday. I'll, only, I'll take 91% of merch, Vince, I promise. Doesn't need to be 95, just Vince. He's been so cutting about <laughs> WWF every week. I, I don't think there was a comment thrown at WWF this week, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was one on Saturday night right. where he's set to be in attendance. Yes. Uh, along with the American males facing Harlem Heat and Lex Luger facing the Shark. Sadly, we won't be covering uh, that particular John Tenter No, match, but we see, we see a little bit of John Tenter in tonight's episode anyway. We so. certainly do in mere moments because we have ourselves a radical <laughs> tag team match. Do you see what I did there? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I did. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko <laughs> teaming up. To face Eddie Guerrero and Alex Rod. No. Oh, no, he couldn't be cleared. His knee's doing a hurty. His knee did a well hurty. Oh, no. And it's going to be Eddie Guerrero teaming with Mr. JL. Who, as we know, is John Layfield. Yes. Before he was Bradshaw. Please spread that rumor far Everybody says that it was the big guy with the mustache. No, they just gave him cosmetic surgery (laughs) and lifts. He's actually six foot flat. That's it. I mean, he's still a, you know, it's. Pretty, pretty bang on, six foot tall, but yeah, mm. John Layfield, who'd have thought? He looks great, doesn't he? He looks great. <laughs> what a tag match <laughs> that he's in here. This is, a, a, a unexpectedly, unsurprisingly rather, yeah. a great tag match. No, I mean, you've got Jerry Lynn, you've got Chris Benoit, you've got Eddie Guerrero, you've got Dean Malenko, you've got Freedom, and you've got Alex Wright on the outside <laughs> for his little bit that he needs to do. But it's just back and forth. It's beautiful. The crowd are into it. It's it's fresh. It's a breath of fresh air after all of the hoke we have had hokeying up the show so far. Hoke Hogan, if you will. Yes. <laughs> but again, they don't trust these lads no. to hold the attention of the home audience. Because nope. I feel like every time we have matches with like Benoit, Guerrero or Malenko, yep. they are referencing bollocks elsewhere. Yeah, just like in this match. When it's starting to get heated, and I believe uh, for the first time on Nitro that I've seen anyway... Uh, somebody comes in flying at Benoit with a drop kick and he just bats it away. And it's like, whoa, okay. Uh, and then, yeah, we go to um, to uh, to a developing situation backstage. Oh, my God, there's a fight breaking out backstage. Oh, we need to get there. And then we got a picture in picture. And what do we see, Tom? We see Scott Norton kicking off at the shark, John Tenter. And they're just literally just... <laughs> just shoving each other. And that's it. You can't really make out what they're saying. And they're being pulled apart. And it's all like... Aah! And then he just cuts back to the match. This is apparently due to Shark inadvertently costing Scott Norton a match last month. They've only just remembered. <laughs> Thumbs up. Well done, everybody. <laughs> Are you not- who, said, who said the long-term storytelling <laughs> doesn't pay off? <laughs> Are you not, although, it, although it interrupts a great tag match, I would have thought Sam Driver would be buzzing. Oh, for yeah, John Tenter. New Japan, Scott Norton versus John Tenter. Yeah. Beefy boys battering each other. Beefy slaps with the beefy lads. Beefy. <laughs> That's what they call the match next week. <laughs> I think it's next week. They don't really say. They just say they're fighting backstage. Now, I was under the impression, because as I was watching this, I looked up, I thought Scott Norton, in amongst all that, I thought I saw Fit Finley. 
Right. But I damn it. But then when I read the Observer, I realized how wrong I was because at this point, Fit Philly, whilst he isn't in. Mm-hmm. They are considering bringing him in. Right. Because he's doing stuff for Catch in Austria and they really okay. like what he does. Right. No Finley yet, but I thought it was Finley. But, but he's, still off, he's still off with Otto Vance. He's doing stuff with Otto and then nice. and living the dream on the European scene. Yeah. His old day Finley. Uh, anyway, we cut back to the tag match. Fun one for Belters. Intersped with references to a potential cruiserweight tournament mm-hmm. coming to WCW very soon. And you know what? This is a, a hellacious cruiserweight division. These guys are getting out there and getting the crowd all warmed up and excited, especially after moments where it's just been a lot of like, and the show's live, here's all your pyro, and then talking, 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 bit of video, talking, and then it's like, Christ, there's a good, like, what, 15 minutes of the show? Before you see anything, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of chattering in this one. But to think that we're looking at that, going, "What the?" F-? I don't know. It's only an hour long, but mm. like, well, it's only forty-five minutes long. But it's still like now, at raw. It's like, oh, it's just a half-hour opening promo. We're just so desensitized <laughs> to it now, aren't we? <laughs> we're so used. To, I think as well with with raw being it's like three when Smackdown hours. Smackdown would start with a match. I'd be like, "Have I missed something?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are they doing this? Where's Roman? <laughs> <laughs> as a report came out. It was like some like notes on SmackDown for tonight, <laughs> and it was like Roman will start the show. I'm like, why is this? <laughs> why is this not even, you don't need to. Like, even if Roman doesn't start, it started. You'll be in the cold open. Yeah, he's yeah. either he's either beginning or ending the show every <laughs> week and nowhere else. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. JL wins with a victory roll. Yes, but with the help of Alex Wright. Yes, Alex Wright uses his crutch in order to trip Malenko. I believe. He just, Wax him as he hits the ropes. And then this allows Mr. JL, Mr. John Layfield, or Jerry Lynn, or whoever it actually is under the mask, to, uh, to get the roll up. And uh, Well, Alex Wright did promise a win. He did. He did he promise did. a victory. Yeah, so, I, I promise. And he won with a victory roll. <laughs> <laughs> that was a planned victory. finish. <laughs> a great victory roll. Uh, as they're heading down the ramp, Eddie Guerrero uh, is jumped by Brian Pillman. Yes, so we've, we've still got this just just spicing up. Pillman's just, you know, just being Pillman. Stick Pillman in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Yep. Uh, nice DDT on the ramp. Yeah. Boop. Just nice brutal, smooth. quick, smooth. Nice. I am buzzing for this Cruiserweight division that they are that they are, th- they are teasing us with. It's. I'm more excited to see the crowd because like, we know where this ends and we know that this will go on to be one of the biggest, like most exciting things to come out of the 90s is the cruiserweight division and the effect it has on American wrestling. Mm. But like the crowd are about to have the best time. The crowd who are just used to leg drop, you know, said Todd, maybe a cheeky lariat. And, and now it's going to be just flips and flying and kicks and spinning and strong style elements and oh. It's going to be a bit good. Beautiful. Little note from The Observer. WCW won't, won't allow Chris Benoit or Brian Pillman to wrestle on the Stu Hart show on the 15th of December in Calgary because WWF wrestlers are appearing on the show. You'd think for a show to benefit a guy like Stu Hart, groups would leave the politics out of it, but he was asking too much. Bruce Hart, who is largely putting this together, was also interested in using Lex Luger and Randy Savage. They'll probably be told no as well. <sighs> Shame, innit? It's, just, it's bollocks, innit? Like, it, 
in a situation like that, yes, okay, you, I understand. You're at war with this company. You don't want to mix in. You don't mm. want to, you know, you don't want to potentially send somebody there for plans to change on the night, and all of a sudden your star gets jobbed out, and they're bragging about it on Raw. But in those instances, surely you just go, all right, Stu, we'll do it, but it's going to work like this. We're going to put these two together in a tag versus two of your guys, and then the WWF guys can do whatever they're going to do as long as they're nowhere near our talent. We're fine. Keep them separated. Because if anything, Vince would have been more worried about the WCW talent, surely, because he started to hear rumblings of the sheer finances going around over yeah, the fence. Have, so Vince, Vince would be the one. Near. But then Vince is Vince is somebody who you know you hear all the time. Vince is incredibly loyal to uh, people who have helped him along in his career, and Stu Hart has massively helped him in terms of developing talent and supporting WWE's output by sending wrestlers their way. So, you know, Vince, I think, it would have had more to lose in this situation if wrestlers had gone like, what, is he still paying you that? Get over this end. But Vince honored it. And it's just, yeah, it's a shame. As Meltzer said, like, for a guy like Stu, done a lot for the business. Come on. Yeah. Put that aside. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. it stars that bloke, these birds and this boat. It's rather inexplicably a hit on American TV and it's also the latest game being developed on the CDI Thunder in Paradise. Okay, kid. You're Link the Thunder's weapon. Show us your stuff. Thunder in Paradise is produced by the makers of Baywatch. Experts in the dumb bloke, fit bird, beach bikini action drama. Stretching credibility to its limits, Hulk Hogan, opting for the dead squirrel on upper lip look, plays the inventor of Thunder, a 45-foot speedboat with lots of spanky hardware. We're short on time. We'll go that way. You go this way. Find the major. You got one shot, so make a count. Move! Playing as Zack, your mission is to rescue kid sister Allison, who's run into a spot of bother with your standard virtual reality robot morphing supervillain. Along the way, you've got a lethal enforcer-style shootout in a warehouse. Believe it or not, this is another shootout on the beach. We've got long-range company. Get those missiles fired up. Fast. And way more shooting action on water. Thunder in Paradise, the game, is released early next year. What are you shooting at, man? The targets. Hit the targets. Unfortunately, so is the TV show. You lost. 
We get another commercial for Halloween Havoc. How does it go, Sam? First, the man becomes the monster. Then the monster becomes the man. As we and I can't remember the rest of it. <laughs> but then all I know is like at, and he goes at Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Sam and I are going to be watching all of Halloween Havoc, so you don't have to. Oh, I'm going to be very drunk. <laughs> should we just I'm, get really drunk for that? I think we should. Should we do a later there's, one? There's and no. Then... Yeah, we'll do. We'll do one like after work. Let's do one after hours. A bit of bit of admin. Let's do one after hours. <laughs> Order some dirty takeaway. Order dirty takeaway. <laughs> have a couple of beers because my schedule is much lighter next week. I yeah. say we do it after hours. Sweet. Dirty takeaway. Couple of beers. Any night you want. Oh, get in. Yeah. Oh, excited. Well, off on Mondays, but yeah. Any day after and, that. And stream Thursdays, but any other day. Get TF in. I like that we're so busy at the moment that we do most of our admin during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Not cutting it out, leaving it in. Yeah, leave it in. Leave it, leave in. it in. It's all raw, this. Not raw, it's nitro. Yeah, you silly one. Can even fucking swear on these. It's good. Yeah, we it? can. Shitty, shitty balls. Can you say bum? Yeah. Imagination <laughs> stereo. Uh, main event o'clock. And it's Harlem Bloody Eat taking yes. on Lex Luger and Sting. Can they coexist? It's nice to know that the whole storyline of opponents teaming up because yeah. of reasons has been alive for a long time. It's, it's like, even as they're making the reference, it's like, Sting, of course, bringing Lex Luger into the company. It's like, well, how the fuck do you expect us to buy that these guys hate each other? Mm. Like, uh, uh, But they're facing yeah, each they other. Are, they're facing each other soon. And we've got, we've got Harlem Heat, you know, who are a very good tag team but they're, they're kind of in their own situation right now with you know everything going on with um with their manager oh yeah sherry sherry sorry I can't oh, put my brain sherry oh there. baby yeah sherry's sort of in love with colonel rob parker we've got all this stuff popping off and you know it's it's, it's a lot of can they coexist because oh. i feel like this is starting to get to harlem here a bit I like bits of commentary that, that take me properly back to the decade that we're in. Yeah. When Eric Bischoff said as, as the Harlem Heat louds In the famous out. words of Celine Dion. <laughs> 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 My heart will go on. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how she says good morning. Uh, <laughs> walks into her room. Hello, Celine. <laughs> How I you doing, Celine? My face? I tell you, I tell you, it's a good Celine Dion impression. Ariana Grande. She sang uh, "I Can't Feel My Face" by the weekend in the style right. of Celine Dion. Okay. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. It's very good. It was on um, Jimmy Fallon. Okay. One of them American ones. <laughs> David, yeah, well, it was on David many, Letterman. There's, there's too many late night hosts these days. And Conan O'Brien. We should just start our own. I'd love that. I'd love that. <laughs> she, you've got Corden over there. Right. Whatever you, whatever you're paying. Hello, America. What have I done? Hello, America. No, whatever you're you... not allowed to leave. <laughs> we'll do it in house. We'll I'll do it do in house. I'll do a bit and I'll come back. Oh, I'll do it once a week. You I'll do it. You'll bit. end up in, in whatever the next Cats oh, movie is. You you, they'll, they'll, you'll just replace Corden. Hey, I don't We're think... not having Corden. We're not doing that switch. We're swapping. We've got Corden. That. Not happening. I... <laughs> I don't know how I cope in LA. I, I wouldn't oh, be able to. I think I I'd fall know. into a ditch and Scientology would steal me and that'd be it. I'd get really fat. I, I just yeah, oh yeah, eat. For sure. I, I, it's what happens every time I go to the States. It's like I've got to try and lose as much weight as I can before I go because I just eat everything. You, you like, do what I do. You do, a, you do a diet that works as an overdraft. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I want to lose some weight so I can put it back on while I'm there. That's, that's exactly how I lose weight. Um, yeah, America, right? <laughs> 
All jokes aside, right? Whatever, whatever you're paying Corden, I'll do it for a third. <laughs> don't. Might don't do you it. touch our Might top. Do it better. Don't you take our top. <laughs> don't you do it. Call me. Don't you don't you fucking call it. I would love I would <laughs> If I can do it, can I do it from here? If there you, you go. If you can do it from here. Do it from it's, here. It's named after Cult the Holic. Then we're good the to old, go. The alternative is that the ITV lets me do Love You by Friday on a Friday. <laughs> Please welcome my guest, Michael McIntyre. It's three o'clock every on fucking a week. <laughs> Please welcome Amanda Holden. For fuck's sake. No, I like her really. It's She's a radio Jedward. legend. Mm. <laughs> He's a radio uh, legend. Uh, Heenan observes that Sting and Luger aren't helping each other in the tag team match as much as they should. Oh, no, I didn't finish the line. So the line from comms, the line from comms. You don't have to wait till Halloween Havoc to zoom in on to the information highway. Oh, my God. Call Mike today on the hotline. They'll offer news on last night's In Your House. And, 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 and Eric Bischoff says, In Your House, like he is expelling a turd. In your house, to which Mongo says, more like in your outhouse. <laughs> Obviously, being a bit of a shit house towards the WWF that had in yeah. your house for just to the night. Do um, they then start plugging, you know, like sponsored by America Online? <laughs> oh, get, get your AOL CD. Yeah, get your CD in the post. Not like we're going to send you enough of them anyway. Tiskily, here you go. Here's another Tiskily. one. Tiskily! I you haven't thought Tiskali? of Tiskali you, remember, in years. It, that's it. Like Tiskali, do you remember on digital? There's oh, another brand. Oh, that was that became that was ITV digital. That became free. Uh, it became Freeview. Free and that yeah. is that now Freeview. On yeah, digital? on digital, oh. I think is now Freeview. Because it was it was ITV digital before, wasn't it? I think it was ITV digital. Then it became on digital, or it was on digital and ITV digital. Then it became Freeview. Because ITV of, digital used to do like second and third division football coverage. Yeah. Until they went, shit, no one's got any money. <laughs> we can't afford to do this. Let's just quietly... Uh, we just got to stop. Yeah. Like, weirdly, Preston don't have the money for a multi-million pound... Other, like, brands like that. Tiskily, who else were around? <laughs> and now it's time of the podcast where we remember oh, internet do you remember, providers. Do you remember Orange? Orange still exists orange. in Europe, but just Orange is the mobile phone company. Yeah, I thought yeah. their branding was perfect. I'm still technically with Orange because I was an Orange customer that when they moved to over to EE, EE. We became EE, but I was always an Orange customer. Yeah. I had an Orange pay-as-you-go top-up phone. Yeah. The joy oh, of having oh, to top-up. Yeah. That was yeah. that was, that was was a time. I don't know how he survived. <laughs> Put your voucher number in. <laughs> having to go to the news agency to go, quick, I need a voucher because I was texting my girlfriend and I've run out of credit. <laughs> You don't know you were born. <laughs> don't know you were born. Yeah, but I at never least we could charge your phone once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is that. Like, my phone battery would last about about a year. Yeah. You know, and I'd never lose my phone because I would notice if it wasn't in my pocket. Yeah, because it was sticking halfway out your pocket. <laughs> I wasn't working time. in a circle. <laughs> but those are... I never take for granted the fact that now I have a device in my pocket where if I can, if there's any song I can list, I want to listen to, yeah. I can just listen to it wherever. And I just... And I do. Do you think they've ruined society, though? A little bit. I, yeah. I, my attention span has, has this dwindled. Is it. Like I, I'm, uh, I'm at the point where now I'm like, I think I'm going to start locking my phone after a set time, like access to apps, and just being like, you can use it to phone or text. That's it. That's why I bought a Game Boy. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm starting to. I genuinely think that we might be the first generation that just kind of goes, you know what? Yeah. And typewriters just, just jumps off social media completely. 
Duraco. Yeah, because the thing is, we went through the first wave of social media, remember? And then we were like the unbearable idiots initially. True. Then... Now we've got the older generation who are just kind of reaching that teenage mentality of the internet. And now we've got, you know, like, that's not real. And, you know, it's going to give you 5G poisoning. And it's it's just, you know, like, if you compare that to how we behaved, I mean, not that we were spreading dangerous dis- disinformation, but the, it's sort of like our parents' generation are now like teenagers. Mm. And in about five, ten years, they're going to be like, oh, God, we were so cringe on the internet. Oh. And it's sort of, I, I feel like we might actively, because of the way society's going, I think we might all end up just being like, you know what? Because suddenly, I'm getting a landline. Because we've gone through the novelty. <laughs> and I'll never answer it. Yeah. We've, we've gone through the. Off. <laughs> Who's that? Except if you leave it off and it's, you don't unplug it. Oh, yeah. I still love that. My mum and dad, I don't think they have a landline anymore. When they had one, like whenever I was home and it would ring, they'd just go, don't answer it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if it's a, and they go like, if it's somebody important, they'll have our numbers. Yeah, or they'll they'll read a they'll leave a message. Or yeah, something, and it's yeah. never important. It's never important. No. It's always just like phishing like, scams. Phishing yeah. scams. It's like it's, hello, this is Barclays. We need your pin number and all of your car details, please. Uh, urgently, anything. I think get your name wrong. <laughs> hello, Mister Belvin. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Drovo. I, either, it, it, I don't know what it is. I think yeah, in in a way, like being that untethered back then, where you know, I I couldn't mm. just tell you, you know, what's the circumference of Saturn? I don't know. Now you can, and it's cool, but it's also led to like conspiracy. It's led to so much stuff that I think three hundred seventy-eight thousand six hundred seventy-five kilometers. See, it's like when See, you, it's no, like I'm you, not satisfied. But I like, feel no better for it. Like, when you're a kid, if if you'd been told you're going to have this phone, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like it can do all that and it's a camera, mm. and it'd be like, "That's amazing." But it was cool when you got it, but now it, it's just not satisfying anymore because there's there's no. There's no joy in finding no joy a song finding, that you love, yeah. like because because there's like, no joy in like yeah when you when you hear something on the radio or you see it on Kerrang and you don't know what the song is and you're just trying to hum it in your head all day you're trying to work out what it is you're flicking all the channels back going through. to our price and you go it goes da, 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 da. there are teenagers watching this going who the fuck wants to do that it's like <laughs> oh you, it, genuinely I don't know like it, it's weird like I you, I just feel like I'm not going to become a luddite but I think I'll probably ease off and I think I'll probably ease off Amazon as well I think I might start trying to shop more locally barter it's like i but i see like record stores going out of business and the high streets like already mm. done and it's like i can you know spend that extra fiver mm. like i i'm not hurting anybody by doing that i'm helping them but you know amazon aren't really going to feel the pinch are they if i no. choose to shop elsewhere they'll always be fine yeah. i think it's one of those and, and i think it just comes down to what you want to do and how you want to Oh yeah, for live. sure. And I think there is something in coming away. Yeah. Like I just every day I feel like I go on Twitter and I go, I feel like I could just quietly delete this. Yeah. I like if I didn't need to use it for work, I I mean it's like my Instagram. My Instagram is barely updated. And it's like the more I the more I go without using it, the more I'm like, Oh yeah, like I've I've got that, haven't I? I should probably post something. But if Twitter I kinda use mainly for work. So mm. if I didn't have to do that, then I'd be like Yeah, see you later. I feel more often than not whenever I go on Twitter, like it it drags me down more than lifts yeah. me up. I'm I'm very conscious of um, data rights as well. I think it's bullshit that companies. I don't know why we've gone off on this tangent, but it's good. Let's roll I with it. I think it's it's bullshit that companies can um, 
you know, find, you know, 5,000, 10,000 data points on you. What band you like, where you've been, who you've been to see live, what films you went to see at the cinema, what things you post about, your age, you know, your relationship statuses. You, they they kind of know about you. And when people answer all these quizzes where it's like, how much do you make a year? Oh mm. my God, you're like, you are this type of person. Like they, they're learning all this shit about you and then they're selling that data to other people. And now if they want that data, then maybe you should pay us for it. How's about that? Maybe if you pay us for our data, then it could be like, you know what, this year I will do a thousand posts, Facebook, thousand posts, but it's going to cost you this much money. And I, I think they owe us because they're selling our data and they're ruining the planet. But how will I know what Disney princess I am if I don't tell them my, you my home income? You choose. You choose. You pick the one you feel most like and you go for it. But it's based on your first day and your favorite food and the last four digits of your card. And number. your first address. And, and your first yeah, line of yeah, your address. You know, like, where have you, where have you lived? Where did you go to university? Oh my God, you're such a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, people say that to people me say anyway. It to me. <laughs> I get that more often than not. But yeah, that was a, an interesting aside. No, it's it's and it's a good aside. I think there's like you say, there's a lot of people that are probably yeah. be in a similar boat where they'll just go, I just want to want to come away. I um a last note from me on this, and it's true about like collecting data yeah. because Alex asked me the other day what I want for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, I want this. And I showed her, I Googled it and mm -hmm. showed her. And she went, All right, well, well, ask Santa. Oh. <laughs> um all I've had is adverts for my Christmas present yeah, since then. This is it. I, um, I, I was, just get it constantly. I was telling somebody about Oculus, uh, and Oculus have got a particularly aggressive uh, advertising campaign going on in the build-up to Christmas, and, of course, they're owned by Facebook. So uh, maybe if you're listening to this right now in the car, if you check your adverts on Twitter or Facebook or anything, you might see some Oculus stuff. But y y you just kind of bring something up, and boom, there you go. But then it's... I, people are like, no, it, it's sort of like, if you are, I want a new car... I want this exact new car. You see that car more, but it's like bullshit. Like if I'm talking in Spanish and my adverts are in Spanish, they're listening to me. If there are people like Mark Zuckerberg covering their webcams, you cover your webcams. If people who work mm. high up in social media are like, I don't let my kids near that shit. What does that tell you about it? Mm. <laughs> cover your webcams, kids. Yeah. Uh, Heen and Observe Sting and Luger aren't helping each other. Yeah, so back to the in wrestling. our main event. Ah, it's it's, a, it's an aside, it's not true. They're not helping each other as much as they should, saying it's an unsettled atmosphere between the two. Can they coexist? I don't think they can. I Tom. don't think they I don't can. Think. They should take some online quizzes. <laughs> Determine the character type. Get the entire roster to do it. Then they can kind of match up, can't they? <laughs> tell us your C tell us the three-digit CVV, and we'll tell you which Mr. Man and Little Miss you are. Congratulations, you've won an iPod Nano. <laughs> You're now Mr. Gullible. Um, Shoot the ducks. <laughs> Shoot the ducks. Put your pin in. Um, it was literally shoot the ducks. Congratulations, you've won. Give us your address and card details. It was intense, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like Oh yeah, grand God. super bonus finalist. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry is ringside pulling Polaroids out of her ass of her and Robert Parker. Out of her ass? <laughs> she's literally out of her backside. Oh. She's reaching behind. She's reaching into her skirt and pulling out Polaroids. I don't know why. Like but Chad Kroger. The way you worded it, it just like Chad Kroger. <laughs> Look, Look at this photograph. photograph. I, I just, I don't know. The way you worded it made me picture some weird a horrible Euro trash style scene where she's, you know, there's just some like gallery music and she's just like, whoop, hello. She's in French, but the voiceover's going, yeah, I like to pull Polaroids out of my ass. The punters really love it. It gets their cocks really excited. Classic Euro trash, that. 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Was that not, not Euro wrong. trash? That was Euro trash. That is Euro yeah. trash. Euro trash. Look at this bloke smash his bollocks with a hammer. <laughs> Remember Lolo with the massive breasts? I had a rumour <laughs> that she fell off a cliff. <laughs> I, 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 that was a rumor I heard. She fell yeah. off a cliff. Okay. Just don't, know, don't know if she did. Just a rumor. It was a thing that happened around school. Around school went, oh yeah, she fell off a cliff. It's like, all right. And again, because we weren't in the golden generation of search engines, you just kind of went with it. We just went, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Oh. I don't even want to check if she did or didn't. That's it. Do you remember like uh, the, the joy of finding Missing No on Pokemon? Who? Like the the weird um, the missing number one the the kind of oh, glitchy one. Oh yes! And it was like it was like this whole rumor and story built up around it and this whole kind of thing. But yeah, like finding that out as a kid in like the nineties, like late nineties, early two thousands, was awesome. But now it'd just be like IGN. Here's all you need to do, and you like go through and you click on it. There was like a beauty to somebody going right. No, this is how you do it. And you just like four years sat around with your Game Boys going. <gasps> It was exciting when you <laughs> when you'd heard rumors of cheats and yeah. you spent ages trying to crack. Oh them. God, there's people like you've got to go under the truck and you've got to go. And it... Lara Croft naked cheat from yeah. Tomb Raider. You have to make her dance in a certain way and all her clothes come off. Like, and we all went, uh... "All right, I guess." <laughs> Kids on a Saturday morning trying. To... <laughs> what are you doing? Fuck off, Dad. Go away, Dad. <laughs> Um, Sherry's pulling Polaroids out of her ass of her and Robert Park. Yes. Luger takes a shoe in. Sting gets a hot tag. He's Stinger splashing everybody. Oh, the Sherry thing. We'll touch on that. I don't know how much we know of it. So Sherry took a bump. Yes. And it knocked her head. And and it was that awkward sort of concussion that makes you fall in love with Robert Parker. Yeah, she, she kind of looks like flung her eyes around like she, she flung around. And the first person she saw afterwards... Was Colonel Robert Parker, and that was it. Standard concussion. Yeah, um, Sting- that's how it happens. Stinger splashes <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Stinger gets the deathlock, or the Scorpion deathlock on Stevie. But, Booker makes yeah, the save. Booker breaks it up. Straight in there. Carnage breaks out. Sting hits a huge crossbody, like yep. clears the ring to wipe out Booker T. Stevie Ray doesn't quite make it in time to break up the cover. He was is away with a fairy. Stevie. Stevie, the tag team lost to the tag team that couldn't coexist. <sighs> Furious with Stevie Ray. You had one job. And he'll probably blame Sherry. It'll, it'll be passed. The book will be passed all the way down, won't it? All the way to Sherry. She shouldn't have been messing around with Polaroids. She should have been grabbing ankles. Yeah. Less Polaroids, more ankles. Is the, <laughs> is, the, is the guidance on this one. Yeah. Post-match, here comes the Giants. He hits the ring. Randy Savage gets in there. They're outnumbered, but don't worry, because here's Hogan. Oh, he's in the building, everybody. Here he comes. So Hogan's brawling, having a bit of a fight, and and then Hogan goes to Giant. Giant just goes, boop, and Hogan dies. Admittedly, the crowd, to be fair... A white hot yeah. when Hogan and Giant are squaring. Oh up. yeah, yeah. So like they, they fair built play. It very well, and then Hogan's trying his hardest, and Savage. It takes Savage. So Hogan gets beaten down twice, and he's on all fours, and he's crawling, trying to crawl away from the Giant, who's just cackling, and he's crawling and crawling. He makes it to the ropes, and he sees Savage, and Savage is just screaming at him, shaking his arms, and it's like kind of like a remember who you are moment, and who Hogan just kind of stops, and he sits bolt upright. And the crowd goes fucking ape shit. It's just, it's just like, ah! Up he gets, 
hulking up, and then it all breaks down from there. They're kind of fighting back, and then the camera cuts, and it's like, oh, we're going to have to go... And then we go to the ramp, don't we, Tom? Because a drum roll starts. Yes. And everybody's kind of uncertain about what it is. And they're all kind of fighting a bit, and it's like, oh, you've got like a minute left of broadcast time, and... Block of ice. <laughs> Outbursts a fucking mummy. <laughs> it's a yeti. It's a fucking mummy. It's a mummy. But out it bursts. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my God, what's that? And then cuts to black. We That's get nanoseconds. Nanoseconds of the How mummy. How the fuck do you send the crowd home? Does the Yeti have to come down and work? I think the Yeti does a promo Nobody's to thank everyone for coming. to the pay-per-view of the, like, you know, the Yeti's gonna, gonna reappear. But you can't overexpose the Yeti that much. <laughs> you certainly can't. Did he, I wonder if he just went, ah, and then walked to the back. Could you imagine? <laughs> the, <laughs> bye. The I live here now. I, I'm, I, I understand Stood curtains. Shaking really, hands. the Yeti should have gone into the crowd and just started ripping people's heads off. Yeah, just grab a few chairs it's and stuff. It's been in ice for decades. Yeah. Uh, so the story of the Yeti, um, you you know some of the, the rumblings of the Yeti? It's been kind of... Uh, Dungeon of Doom, Hogan, you know, they're, they're fairly sure they're going to get the job done, but they need an insurance policy. Mm. And they've kind of been teasing this insurance policy. I know it's been building for a little while, though, hasn't it? Mm, there have been little hints of, like, yeah. an insurance policy. Yeah. Uh, do we know who the insurance policy was supposed to be at this point? No. Oh, now. Who was it supposed to be? Um, this is from The Observer. The Yeti will end up being Giant Gonzalez. I can see that. But because Gonzalez is having visa problems, he didn't make it into the country on time, so they introduced him without him actually being there. Oh. So the plan <laughs> at this point is, all right, Gonzalez is coming in. Yes. We'll we'll get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, how do we get away with it not looking like Gonzalez? We'll wrap him in tissue. <laughs> so he's like a Himalayan mummy, and you but think they refer about... to him as a yeti. But you think about... But a Yeti's like an abominable snowman. It's like a snow... Sap, sa, I know you said Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. Uh, Sam Squanches. A Sam Squanch. Uh, <laughs> trailer Park Boys. Uh, it's like a snow Sasquatch, right? It's mm -hmm. like a, a big... scare. I mean, you've seen everybody. I don't know if everybody has seen The Mummy 3, but there's Yetis in that. But Ooh. you think about Giant Gonzalez's attire from like WrestleMania 9. Yes. That passes a Yeti. Oh, for sure. Just spray it white. Spray it white. Yeah. Jobs are good. And so it makes sense that they were in their head going, ah, oh, we'll bring in Gonzalez in yeah. like a sprayed white version, like a recolor of his Gonzalez costume. Yeah. But again, like, oh, he's not there. We desperately need to debut him because we've paid for this block of ice. I guess the solution was to have it so we have somebody else dressed as him. Yeah. Burst out, but not there long enough for anyone to notice that it's the you know. So therefore, when they yeah. when in their heads at this point they're going, Gonzalez will be here for the pay per view, so we'll just bring him out there. Nobody will really they, be any the wiser, it, though, haven't they? Because if they had an extra week of TV, they could have unwrapped him. Mm -hmm. They could have done it because you know they were all about that hokey backstage. It's not even warm. Uh, it's not hot. Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> it's uh, not hot. It's not hot. Uh, but you know they, they're all in on that hokey stuff anyway. So you could have had a whole you know like you know Undertaker Ministry Midian style situation where it's like unwrapping the Yeti and there he is. But in their, nope. I think in their head they nope. want the Yeti to come out at Halloween Havoc. And rip off all the. Tape he looks like he's been swimming. He looks like he's been swimming 
by like the off run of a sewage processing facility. <laughs> like he's just been swimming through all that shitty paper. That's how he looks. It looks like he's coated in shitty toilet paper. It's, you know, he's supposed to look like he's been buried for years, I guess, and frozen in ice, but like, oh my God. Uh, the man in the Yeti costume was Ron Reese, who was a trainee wrestler. Yeah. Uh, trained by Big John Studd in 1994. Okay. Where uh, do I recognize his name from, though? He was Reese in Raven's Flock. He would go on to become Reese in Raven's ah. Flock. Ah. Uh, that and uh, he would also wrestle as Big Ron Studd in 1996 because <laughs> he was trained by Big John. Of course, Studd, of, of course. course. Uh, but the, but Reese would as Raven's Flock would be his major thing. Uh, yeah. you know he's a playable character in WCW NWO Revenge for the N64. He's nice. one of the bestest. He's one of the stronger characters to be. Uh, nice. Fun fact. So because he was again tall boy, kind of stature wise similar, yeah. um, he was the Yeti. But he was only meant to be in this particular scene because at this point WCW are like Gonzalez get it sorted yeah. he'll be at the pay-per-view Sunday all will be fine let's see how that plays out <laughs> <laughs> happy days everybody uh, so that was Nitro yeah that was Nitro Halloween Havoc is coming did you have a lovely time with Nitro this week what are your I thoughts I did it was an interesting episode I'm very much looking forward to Halloween Havoc though that's going to be a very very fun watch along mm, yeah. we will be giving you a live commentary watch along well not live you'll watch it it won't be live we'll, we'll be on the podcast after we record it <laughs> but you'll be able to watch along with us so it'll be a, an alternative commentary track it'll be Sam and I just making a lot of 90s references do you remember MySpace <laughs> etc whilst going this is shit that's that's what you get. It's free. Shut up. <laughs> you know how it works. It's free. We'll talk about Nitro if you let us go on a diatribe about how the world's shit now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I th at the moment, WCW is such in, a, in such a weird place because we are going to see WCW become more rooted in reality. Yeah. But at this point, we are coming away we, from like Hogan out, wacky era. Yeah, we're going out on like a dramatic high for like the comic book level craziness. Mm -hmm. While reality is just kind of being ushered in slowly underneath. And I think the yes. cruiserweights do a lot to help that. Uh, and they kind of start peppering that feel in because mm -hmm. it's more a sport based competition. And then you kind of just refresh it all at the top. And instead of it being big hokey comic book characters, it's kind of like hokey gang member film characters, right? That's what the NWO are. Basically. Yeah. yeah give it a bit of a live and before we yeah, go. Kind of just a bit like, yeah, we will give it the, the send off. It truly deserves at Halloween Havoc <laughs> next week on the <laughs> class, Cultaholic classic night to review. And until then he is at less defined on Twitter. I'm at Tom Cavill on Twitter together. We're at ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 